They are a changing is right. Sports intoxication is back. We haven't changed a bit. You wouldn't want us to. Um, we're back, and times are changing because sports are starting back up, and um, we're we're excited about that. We got a lot going on, but in this time of nothing happening, and every other podcast in the world has been making lists every week, we haven't done that yet. So we're gonna play catch up. And uh, before sports start again, we're gonna we're gonna do a couple lists here tonight, and uh, we'll probably do a couple lists again. We get, we just have to think of them again before sports start. But uh, welcome back to Sports Intoxication, America's favorite drunk sports podcast. Possibly because we're the only drunk sports podcast, but that also makes us the favorite. So there's that. Uh, I'm Stocks, your host, and joined by the usual crew, Mr. Brian Chase. What's up, what's up? And Mr. Matt Bessler. What's going on? We're How are we doing, fellas? Doing great. Excited to be we're here. Like are in a like, dark room or something. I know, my lighting's terrible. Like, I have to sit back here and then I, I get the right light. But uh, I just think it's mood lighting. <laughs> Actually, maybe if I turn this light on, it'll be better. Uh, well, I'm just I'm disappointed that Matt's not drunk enough that he can still recognize that the lighting is poor. <laughs> when you're it's Thursday, man. Come on. <laughs> That's why I was pushing for a Friday podcast because Matt comes in rare form. <laughs> um, so next week we can do that. Yeah, I'm in. Um, so we teased this on the last podcast. Uh, one of our lists tonight is, and then this is the. The long-awaited, again, talking about what America wants. America wants an Andy Dalton podcast for them to hear our opinions of who Andy Dalton would and would not start for in the NFL. We're not going to get to uh, CFL teams today, but um, maybe we'll save that for the next podcast, too. Um, And I'd have to look at some rosters because there might be some guys that I'd start over Andy in the CFL. (laughs) And this is not... I should say Zach, this. Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. Zach Caleros would definitely be starting. <laughs> there you go. Um, this is not – we're not even to that section yet, but this is not a, a hate on Andy Dalton. Um, I guess I'll, I'll get to no, that when we – It is not. It is not. We, <laughs> we, we know it won't be from you. Um, so quick, quick kind of around the horn here with uh, – Sports starting back up. One, we have to recap. Uh, Chase is the winner of our when do the first sports start up because golf was played today at the Colonial in Texas. He had June. I forget what date. I'll have to go back and listen to that podcast. Um, I had Memorial Day or Labor Day. What's that? We all know golf's not a real sport, though. <laughs> we counted it. Um, and then. Uh, Matt had next year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. A few months off. Swing now, and miss. Dr- Listen, I, I might have been drunk on that one. How drunk was he on that one? I can't remember. 
That was the one. That was that was that was that uh, was the one. Mm-hmm. That was not good. That was when when he decided that when we were done. Yeah. End the end the podcast. <laughs> it's over. We're done. <laughs> we did have a suggestion from one of our listeners. Shout out to uh, Ben in Boston that. His favorite place to listen to sports intoxication is at the grocery store. So, listeners out there, if and I've never listened to our podcast at the grocery store, and I do listen to our podcast. I usually do it when I'm out taking the dog for a walk. But um, I feel like if I was at the grocery store listening to our podcast, people would be looking at me like I'm crazy because I'd be laughing hysterically every few minutes at stuff that I didn't remember from the podcast because I was sports intoxicated. Um, so I'd probably just be standing in the corner and too embarrassed because <laughs> I don't remember half of the crap that I said. So. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, so that's a that's a that's a, a pro tip from a listener that uh, the the grocery store is where he consumes the, the podcast. Podcast is a good way to get through a podcast. I mean, you're there for an hour typically, and that's a good way to good way to do it. Solid. I agree. I mean, I don't do the click list thing so I typically go and you know take my time meandering the aisles and listen to a couple podcasts while I'm in there I'm never organized enough to remember my headphones when I go to the store so yeah. I always have to listen to it while I'm cutting grass cutting grass is a solid podcast time too I agree there's really never a bad time for this podcast it's other podcasts that I think where you kind of need to be in the right mood. This podcast you should listen to any time, all the time, you know. Right. If you're in a bad mood, it'll make you happier. If you're in a great mood, it'll keep you in a great mood. Like, there's really yeah. no bad time to listen to it. Exactly. And we keep you on your toes when they're uh, going to be released, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have no idea when these will come out. Yeah. Uh, so before we get started, uh, what's everybody sipping on tonight? Roses, you know, just simple, special, uh, or the small batch four roses. Very nice. Yeah, this is bad. I've got the Sonder uh, wheat ale, but I don't remember what the name of it is because I poured it in the glass. But it's delicious. They make good beers. Yeah, they make very good beers. I had their AZ IPA this past weekend. Oh, that stuff's good too. I've never been to the brewery. I've nice, nice. I need to check it out. Um, so that's Sonder Brewing in Mason. If you're uh, listening, give us a shout. We can uh, you can pay for us to talk about you. Uh, you know, same or thing. Just give us beer, <laughs> or just Everybody give us beer. beer. Totally, that would work. Uh, I'm sipping on a little New Riff bourbon. I uh, started out tonight with an Eagle Rare store pick. Um, I've got four Eagle Rare store pick bottles open right now, so. I'll do a blind pretty soon that I think Matt's going to participate in. Yeah. So, uh, before we, uh, well, let's, let's, let's get, get after it. Um, we, we kind of checked all the boxes. Um, let's go. We're going to go to the Andy Dalton because that's the reason why everyone's tuned in. Um, so we have our list of, rlads.com starting quarterbacks in the NFL um, and this is basically 
I know there's a couple of them that I would love to say push, but you gotta be one or the other. He either starts yeah. or he sits. Um, and, we're going, and we're going, just to clarify, for the people, we're going, we would rather have Andy Dalton, current Andy Dalton, start in 2020 versus current whoever it may be. Yes, absolutely. Not prime, that's current. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, so we're just going to do this team by team, division by division. Um, looking at my screen here, I'll go – every time we'll go Matt, Chase, me, if that works. Is there a reason or are we just going – we're just picking? Um, I, I, I'm down for reasons. I mean, like we said on the last podcast, uh, you know, a long pad podcast isn't necessarily the worst thing. So. All right, got it. All right, so let's uh, kick it off with Matt and uh, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Uh, I know Josh Allen has a big arm. Um, hasn't been in the league all that long. I probably would take Andy Dalton right now. I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about Josh Allen to <laughs> choose that wise. Choose that enough, but I do know that Josh Allen did go to the playoffs last year with the Buffalo Bills. So for that reason, I will take Josh Allen. Okay. I thought you were going to throw a shocker out early. He's already flip-flopped on the first pick. (laughs) I'll take Josh Allen, hands down. I'll take Josh Allen. That's three for three. Josh Allen starts for the Buffalo Bills over Andy Dalton. Now, this one's interesting. Um, Miami Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick is listed as the starter for the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Uh, So, I think... Based on what Fitzpatrick's done the last couple of years, and his beard, and his strong dress attire, give me Fitz magic. I'm with Chase in looking at the whole quarterback room too with Miami. Um, give me Fitzpatrick, and then the passing of the baton to uh, to a Tagovaila. Um, that situation's interesting, but Fitzpatrick has been very productive, so. I'll stick with that. So, if, if Tua was the number one, would you take Tua over Andy Dalton for this year? Yes. Okay. I would not. Interesting. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. My point, the reason that I would take him is is for developmental purposes, and I think that the ceiling. For Tua. Right, so let's let's back up for a second. No developmental purposes. No, let's back up. Wins, no, it's, it's, winning this year. This is for you to win a Super Bowl in twenty twenty. Okay. Let's just get going. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. we we avoided that. So, okay. Um, New England Patriots. Jarrett did him. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. I have to say Andy Dalton, but I have a feeling the Patriots know something that we don't. Um, or they're trying to lose for Lawrence. Um, but I'll say Andy Dalton. It's not. The game is A versus B. It's very simple. I know, but, well, no, I'm saying, well, what I'm saying is that they, like, I, their whole, everybody talked this offseason about how much sense Andy Dalton made in New England. And they seemed like they never even came around and asked. 
So, I... They're tanking. That's my curiosity. Okay. Jets, Sam Darnold. Andy Dalton. Yeah, I'm going to take Andy Dalton on this one, too. I'm going to stick with Sam Darnold. Okay. Um... That's interesting. Matt, Matt's got Andy Dalton starting for three out of four teams in the AFC East. Um, Almost four of them, but he flip-flopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. The AFC North is brutal. So, uh, Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Can't say Andy Dalton for this one. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, I agree. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Chase? Uh, yeah, Joe Burrow. I agree, Joe Burrow. Baker Mayfield? Uh, Baker. Chase? Uh, yeah, Baker. That pains me to say Baker on that. I agree. Uh, the thing is, Baker He's just. Not better. No, he has a tendency to, like, throw the ball to the other team too much, I feel like, but he also has the. Ability to make explosive plays that I don't think Dalton has. Yeah. Dalton also has been known to throw the ball to the other team, especially last year. He did that quite a bit. Um, I'll say Baker Mayfield as well. And then this one I think is fascinating. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Over the two-time. I know it's in the past, but... Yeah, I'm taking Andy Dalton. Here wow. I don't think Roethlisberger can get through more than four or five games. I I totally have concerns about Ben's health, but if Ben starts six or eight games, they win more games with Ben than they do with Andy. So I'll take Ben. I also just need to make a comment here that the Steelers literally have five quarterbacks on their depth chart. Obviously, they have no idea what they're going to do when Ben finally breaks for good. Um, well, they have JT Barrett at the bottom of it, so yeah, they're good, right, Matt? I wouldn't say that, <laughs> or that's good for the Bengals. Um, no, the, I, t- I totally agree. And and like the the Hodges kid, Devlin or Duck, apparently uh, looked good for stretches last year, but then looked really bad. Um, the Bengals. Would have beat the Steelers last year in Game Two if Andy Dalton starts that game versus Ryan Finley. Um, yeah. But Roethlisberger didn't play in that game either, so um, that's kind of a moot point. So on the Bengals, just to confirm, if it was Ryan Finley versus Andy Dalton, we still all would want Andy Dalton, right, Sox? To win a game, yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. To lose all of them, no. <laughs> to tank, to tank for Lawrence, Finley. <laughs> uh, all right, we move on to. Uh, uh, just back to that. Yeah. When you that does like it just makes me think back to last year. It's like, who the hell was running the draft last year, and what in the world was going on? Ryan yeah. Finley in the what the fourth round traded up. And the tight end in the second round. Yep. Um, yeah. We got to hope that this year that the lack of cohesion and a lack of a staff until after the Super Bowl because Zach Taylor was involved in a Super Bowl. Yes, the Bengals head coach has been involved in a Super Bowl recently. Uh, your favorite guy, Chase. 
Um, they were so late in the coaching process to get the head coach hired, and then it took a long time for him to get assistance. It took a really long time for him to hire a defensive coordinator because I think two or three guys turned the job down. And so hopefully that all attributed to a not-so-great or maybe an unorthodox draft. Drew Sample still might turn out. Like, let's not let's pump the brakes on that. Ryan Finley, probably not the greatest draft pick. Uh, but Jake Dolagala might be an underrated free agent signing. Not going to hold my breath. Might be. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we move to the AFC South. Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson. 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 Phillip Rivers. I will take Andy Dalton. I will take... This is a hard one. Um, in a dome... Yeah, give me Dalton. I will also take Andy Dalton. And I think that legitimately the the Colts might have taken Andy Dalton if the Bengals' asking price wasn't what it was at the time. If they could have just signed him versus just signing Phillip Rivers, they may have just signed him um, and not having to give up compensation. So that would have been interesting if it was a yeah. a fair fight, so to speak. Gardner Minshew. Andy Dalton. I really like Minshew's mustache, but I'll take Andy Dalton. This matchup happened last year, and Dalton threw five picks. I mean, yeah, are you going to base but... this on one game? My God. <laughs> Also, look at the line he was behind last year. Andy Dalton beat Tom Brady three years ago. Like, what the? What do you want? Andy Dalton's best quarterback of all time, according to that. I'll take Andy Dalton. It was five years ago when Andy Dalton beat Tom Brady. Um, It was six years ago when I was on my honeymoon and. Bengals were playing on Sunday night against the Patriots, and I was so excited because it was, it was the only game I was going to be able to get to watch. And the game was over, <laughs> like, five minutes into it. Really early. Um, is that four it for you? It was almost as bad as that Xavier Duke game. Almost. Is that four for you, Chase? Uh, at least four. I think five. Or is it, okay, I think it's five, too. Yeah, because I had him over Stidham, Darnold, Roethlisberger, Rivers, and Gotcha. Okay. And then Ryan Tannehill. Give me Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's just unbelievable to me. Yeah, I'll take Tannehill on this one. That's fine. I'll take Tannehill too. I mean that like I think that the tell best me, possible tell me what Ryan Tannehill did to win those two playoff games. Tell me what he, he put did. the ball to Derrick Henry. Okay. But I can do that. But the best possible scenario for Andy Dalton is to be in a year, next year or the year after that is to be Ryan Tannehill. Is to be. I think he's a better version of Ryan Tannehill. He just he's not in a position, whether it be with coach or defense or whatever, to to be in that position. Isn't that a, isn't that a fair thing to say? Like you can't tell me there's a big difference between Ryan Tannehill and Andy Dalton. There's not. I don't think there's a huge difference, but I also don't know that. Ryan Tannehill was done a lot of service by spending years in Miami with no talent around him and that coach, those coaching staff. So maybe having a strong running game that the AJ Brown kid for uh, 
Tennessee had a huge rookie year last year at wide receiver. Um, okay. So, because, like, Daniel threw, like, I, I can look it up, but he threw, like, ten passes in the game against <laughs> New England or Baltimore. Like, it's not like he went out and won them playoff games. But. Which is which is the point of this exercise. But what's the what's the what's the thing about winning playoff games that he has done and that Andy hasn't done? Give give Andy Dalton Derrick Henry and that defense, they win playoff games. All right. If he doesn't have to throw the ball 10 freaking times. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if Zach Taylor was calling the play still, they would have thrown it 50 times in that game, so yeah. they wouldn't have won. They would have lost. <laughs> All right. Uh I just want to look up and see how many times he threw the ball because it was a ridiculous number. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Sox. Moving on to the AFC West. Drew Locke. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Wow. I'll take Drew Locke. He looked really good at the end of last year. Uh, Patrick. I that you want to say that I'm colorblind towards Andy Dalton, but you are very colorblind against Andy Dalton at the same time. There's what? no argument against it. It's not that, but it like taking Drew Locke against Andy Dalton. He won four games at the end of the year last year. Like they were, they they looked good with him. What four game? What did those matter? They didn't mean anything. That's more than the Bengals won last year with Andy Dalton. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me also to not to take away the. The young guy with a ceiling, like Drew Locke's got a big arm. Like, okay, that's not the point of this exercise. The point of this exercise is to win a Super Bowl in twenty twenty. Who are you taking? I'm still taking Drew Locke. He's gonna reach his ceiling this year. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. This one's, I think, pretty yeah. easy. Do we even need to talk about this one? Next. Yeah. All right. Uh, Derek Carr. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. I think these guys are the same player. It's a coin flip. I'll say Andy. Tyrod Taylor. Andy Dalton. Dalton. I'll go Dalton on that one, too. Although, I do feel like Tyrod Taylor gets kind of a bad rap. I think he's actually a productive quarterback in the NFL. I totally agree and took the Bills to the playoffs. Um, Actually, Matt, you'll love this. He took the Bills to the playoffs because of who? Andy Dalton threw that fourth quarter pass against the Ravens to Tyler Boyd. That's right. My guy. (laughs) All right. uh, We move to the NFC. You can't find Ryan Tannehill's playoff stats anywhere on Google because they're so bad. (laughs) <laughs> so so Google is part of the cover up for Ryan Tannehill now. Uh yeah, we're not gonna put him on here. NFC, I think the sledding gets a little tougher for Andy, um, looking at a lot of these names. Dak Prescott. You gotta take Dak. I I think it's closer than you think. I do. On that team, I think it's closer than you think. On that team specifically, would you rather pay Dak Prescott fifty-four million dollars next uh, year or Andy Dalton? That, that's the thing, right? Like, I think Andy Dalton could probably win you the same exact number of games that Dak Prescott can win for thirty million less a year. 
I don't totally disagree with that, and I think a lot of that has to do with coaching. Um, I think. Uh, by the way, I found the uh, stats. Ryan Tannehill in the divisional game against Baltimore was seven for fourteen for eighty-five yards. Oh, 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 oh. Ouch. So. What did he do against the Patriots? I can look it up. I can't imagine it was much better, but. Chase, are you taking Dak? Yeah, I'm taking Dak. Uh, I'll take Dak, too. Daniel Jones? Dalton. Uh, I think I'd actually take Daniel Jones here. I'll take Dalton. Carson Wentz? I got uh, Dalton. Yeah, I'm taking Dalton, too. I just think Wentz can't wow. count on him to stay healthy. That's crazy. Tannehill against the the Patriots was 8 of 15 for 72 yards. That was uh, 15 for 31 for 157 yards and two playoff wins. How many many picks did he throw? Three touchdowns, two interceptions. In both, in combined? Okay. All right, point made. I'll still take Tannehill. Derek Henry, 34 carries for 200 yards, and I'm going to get the next one for you because and Oops, we got to pause. All right, sorry, we got cut off there. Um, Matt and Chase took Andy Dalton over Carson Wentz. I'll take Carson Wentz. Dwayne Haskins. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, and what is going on with Washington's quarterback situation? No, they got they got a, they got a problem. <laughs> I'll take Andy Dalton too. What? What's? What do you mean? What happened? Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Stephen Montez, and Alex Smith, who should never play football again. Oh. I literally have never heard of the middle two guys, Kyle Allen and Steven Montez. Montez is Kyle a... Kyle Allen's that dude that took over for Cam Newton in Carolina last year. Okay. And had a decent stretch of throwing the ball. Um, he's Texas A&M, I think. Um, all right, so we all took... Him over Dwayne Haskins. Um, this has Mitchell Trubisky. There's going to be a... I would consider the... I don't know. I don't know how to look at this one. For the Bears. I guess we just have to look at... I mean, I, I'll take him over Mitchell Trubisky, obviously. I'd probably take him over Nick Foles, too, though. I think I'd take him over both. So. Same here. All right. Unanimous. And they should have, like, this is a situation that could have happened. I feel like the Bengals probably should have been like, give us a fifth or a sixth. Whatever the Bears were really willing to offer to get rid of him and get something for him would have been good in my book. Um, this one's interesting. Matt, Matt Stafford. So this is one I had circled prior to this whole starting, and I... I, prob- I 
know I would get a lot of ridicule for answering this way, but I, I honestly would take Andy Dalton over Matt Stafford. Um, I know Stafford gets a lot of like praise and hype for being one of these great quarterbacks, and he's very good, but he's never really done anything. They've had talent. Um, I think Andy Dalton's done less with more, or done more with less in Cincinnati um, than he has had. So I, I would take I would take Dalton right now. I wouldn't even. This one isn't even a thought for me. I am taking Matt Stafford every single time. Can I just say some? Oh, I'm in socks. Go ahead and answer yours first. I'll take Stafford. And I agree. Well, it, I don't know what Chase is going to say. I'm interested to hear what Chase is going to say. Like, why, I, my question to you, Chase, is like, why? Why is it such a no-brainer? Because Stafford had very similar talent. I feel like uh, to what the Bengals had for a number of years, and they really didn't do anything more. I'm just strictly curious as to why it's so like gun ho that you. Would I think there's been so much. I mean, when they had Jim Caldwell, that Jim Caldwell there, they had a couple good years. But since that time, there's been so much turnover. And I would say before that, I mean, how many head coaches has he had in the eight or nine years that he's been there? And I just think his he's got one of the strongest arms in the NFL. I think he's accurate enough. Uh, I think his biggest problem, once again, has just been staying healthy the last couple of years. But if you gave me the choice between Matt Stafford and Andy Dalton, I'm taking Matt Stafford. I take Matt Stafford, and I, I understand like the Megatron, and then they signed Marvin Jones from the Bengals. But the the Bears or the the Bears, the Lions haven't had a running back. They've had all these running backs, like whereas Andy had Jeremy Hill. He's had Geo. He had Joe Mixon. He had before Jeremy Hill. Uh, who do you have? Did he have Cedric Benson? Who's here before? Um, I feel like the Bengals have had really good skill players, and with with the exception of Calvin Johnson, who is probably a Hall of Famer, and at, if you put him head-to-head, I'd probably take Calvin Johnson over A.J. Green during their primes when A.J. was healthy a lot more. I'd still take Calvin Johnson, but not by that much. And obviously, A.J.'s played longer, but he hasn't played a lot of games recently, so that gets muddy. Also, look at the—I mean, look at the teams in the Lions division compared to in the Bengals division. Like, Green Bay is always good. Minnesota's been good for the last seven years since Zimmer got there. Chicago hasn't been good the last couple of years, but they had a stretch where they were good too. And in the Bengals—you've got the Browns have literally sucked except for one year since they came back. And the the Steelers and Ravens usually are good, but they also have their down years. So I. I don't know. The Steelers went to a Super Bowl during Andy Dalton's five years. The Ravens won a Super Bowl during Andy Dalton's five years, didn't they? And what did they do the other years? I'm just saying, like, none of these teams won Super Bowls when Matthew Stapp during the same time frame. Aaron Rodgers did. They won. In 08? Or 2010? That was before Dalton, right? Dalton was 11? Yeah, one year before. Before Stafford, though. I'm just saying before Dalton. I'm sorry. I'm saying before Dalton. Sorry. They went to a Super Bowl and lost to the Steelers. Yeah, I don't, like the division thing to me doesn't. The 
division is the exact same. Like, they're the exact same. I, I would argue that our division's tougher. Yeah, I would lean that way as well. Alright. I mean, the Ravens and Steelers, you know they're going to win eight games, eight to nine games every year. Probably, well, ten, really, with Jackson and these guys now, but. Yeah, I, I mean. The AFC North is harder than the NFC North. I don't know. I mean, yeah, with Lamar Jackson now, I think it's a different story. But if you look, you know, the last couple of years when Dalton was starting for the Bengals and you had Joe Flacco who had the, the good run in the playoffs to win him the Super Bowl. But other than that, you're not going to tell me Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback or even a good quarterback. And Roethlisberger was hurt half the time. And then the Browns literally – I mean, the Bengals – won like 10 straight games against the Browns I think like, so I don't buy that the, that the AFC North is so much tougher than the NFC North tell me, about the, tell me about the NFC North then during that same time all I know is that in the last couple of years Minnesota's been in the playoffs every year Green Bay's been in the playoffs every year the AFC North sends two teams to the playoffs every year now we have to go back and look I feel like that's recency bias because Minnesota's gotten better since Kirk Cousins has been there, but before that, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, they went to the NFC title game with Case Keenum or whoever the fuck it was. No, that's true. <laughs> Forgot about that. And the Packers have been in the NFC title game too. Last year. So, yeah, the Bears have been shit for a couple of years. The Bears have had a couple pop-up years almost like, well, the Bengals and the Browns haven't had pop-up years. The Bengals were good at the beginning of Andy Dalton's career, and then they've been bad the last three or four, four. So, we could sit here and argue this all night, but I'm taking Matthew Stafford. Got it. Aaron right. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Three for three. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Wow. Um, this one's this one's harder, I think, but I'd probably take for this year. I'd take Kirk Cousins too. I will also take Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> nice socks. Had to sneak that in there. This you like that? That's kind of stunning that we all took Kirk Cousins. I thought for sure um, that that would be more of a toss-up. Um, all right. NFC South. Away we go. Matt Ryan. Andy Dalton. Yeah, I actually think Andy Dalton here, too. Wow. Can't agree with that. I'll definitely take Matt Ryan. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Andy Dalton. Uh, I'm actually going to take Teddy Bridgewater. Huh. I'll take Andy Dalton. Uh... <laughs> Matt, I feel like I'm 
feel like I see the writing on the wall here. Uh, Drew Brees. I will take Drew Brees. For oh. <laughs> okay. Brees. Brees. Tom Brady. And yes, I will take Andy Dalton <laughs> for 2020 <laughs> over Tom. I will. Okay. In that system, absolutely. Chase. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably still taking Tom Brady here. There's unknowns. I agree. But I'll take Tom Brady. Are, but I'm taking Brady. I'll take the GOAT with those weapons, including Gronk. Uh, trust me, I, I understand. I'm more just going out on a limb than anything, but I think it's fairly close between those two this year. I actually think it's really interesting because Tom Brady obviously lost in the first round of the playoffs last year against a red-hot Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, as we've already discussed. Uh, and so if that was like the beginning of the end for Tom Brady and he goes to Tampa Bay and he doesn't have a great year this year and say they miss the playoffs, Tom Brady could retire and that could be a perfect landing spot for a free agent, Andy Dalton, next year. Yeah. Then yeah. we could actually have... A direct. We'll have to come back to this, and maybe give Matt props because we could have like a direct comparison between numbers in back-to-back -back years between the greatest quarterback of all time and Andy Dalton. And I just want the record to be clear that as I'm looking at the last division, that will be the last time that I'm picking Andy Dalton as my quarterback. <laughs> That's this division. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray. Nope. Chase. Murray. Murray. Jared Goff. Goff. That's Goff. Close. It's close for me on that one. That's the one that's close. I agree Goff. that that one is is the most interesting. Uh, we can we can package these two together because it's all going to go the same way. Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson. Yeah. No Dalton chance. No Dalton. No Dalton. No Dalton. No Dalton. Okay. Uh, so, final tally, Matt has Andy Dalton starting for 18 NFL teams. Chase has Andy Dalton. What's that? I'm comfortable with that. It, it affirms what you've said before as far as he being in the top half of the league. Yeah. Um, Chase has him starting for 12 teams. I have him starting for 9 teams. Um, so exactly like you predicted, it sucks. I I mean, and there were some that as I looked at this, and as we talked about, like Matt and I were talking about when we were on the little break here when we got kicked off, uh, that it would be an interesting conversation if you said, "What's the quarterback situation going forward?" Like, are you? And I took Drew Locke over Andy Dalton, but. If you were in the offseason and you were saying, do we want to ride with this young guy and see where he takes us, or do we want to sign the veteran? And, and Andy Dalton's not old by any means. He's 30, 31 years old, whatever. Um, or do we want to sign this guy and let him compete? I think there's a ton of situations out there where Andy Dalton's perfect. Um, but then a lot more situations like Dwayne Haskins, like Daniel Jones, like a bunch of other guys get a lot more... A bunch of situations get more interesting. 
Um, but that's not what this exercise was. So, all right. Well, that was uh, that was fun. I'm interested. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, give us feedback. Um, I'm pretty sure most of the people that listen to this podcast can directly text one of us or all of us. But uh, if, so I take it we didn't get to a thousand downloads. On if the not, oh, I need to look at that actually. Uh, if not, you can tweet at us. Um, it's at Sports Intox. Um, so let us know what you think of some of these choices. Um, as we stated, we are in the uh, the list making season of non sports season. So uh, our second list we're going to do tonight. We're going to do a uh, a Xavier basketball draft from this idea is stolen from a a web page. It's not on a podcast actually, so there's there's not a uh, oral version of this draft. And uh, we will uh, we didn't decide how we were gonna. Choose draft order. Well, if we do it based on whoever finishes their drink first. So we'll go Chase, Sox. I get two. Are we doing Snake? Yeah, we're doing Snake, which was, I, I know why you volunteered to go third. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So we're doing. Okay. What do we talk? We, we, we had to talk about the, the rules, the era. Yeah. Chase so would, my vote would be anything from, what is it, like 95 or 96 forward? I'm good with that. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. If you want to just, just do 2,000 beyond, that's fine. I mean, I almost say, just to make it easier, we just do Bad Mata, which includes David West. Okay. Just because, I mean, I, and again, it doesn't matter, but when you get back into, if you go back to Lenny Brown, Posey, I mean, that's added another five years. I don't, I don't know, but. That's fine. I'm good with that. I would say we go Bad Mata, so 2002 to present. Yeah. Which is roughly 18 years. Yeah, I mean, that's plenty. Uh, and we're taking... Six. Six guys. And then at the end, we'll do... So we'll have four coaches. So we'll do coaches. So we'll do six players and a coach. Love it. From 2002 to now. If you're listening, these are all things that a normal podcast would talk about before they podcast. But oh, we're, we're recording now. But like, this... Yeah, we'll, I was going to ask if we were recording because I need to go get a refill. You can go get a refill. Um, I can pause it again. But that's why this podcast is so special because you're part of... It's like interactive. Yeah. So, all right. What intoxicant should I go next if I'm, if I'm going bourbon? I, I can choose from Woodford... Makers, Blit Rye. I 
do have Weller, but I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. I mean, I'd say Woodford or Makers. Yeah. I like Rye. I love Rye. Um, All right, we'll do Woodford. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to finish that off. I'll be right back. All right. All right, so we have... We have the parameters now, and uh, we're good to go with the first overall pick. Team Chase selects David freaking West. That was predictable. Uh, are you write down your team too, so we can recap it. Um, I'll take Trayvon Blewett. All right, so I get two? Yep. Yeah. I'll take two Holloway. Um... Then I will take Romain Sato. I'll take Jordan Crawford. So just so you know, I I like went through the players and I had listed out my top five players from the past however many years. That's my top five. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so do I get two picks right now? You get two. That's one thing that sucks about mine is I never get two in a row. Um, Okay, give me Let's see. I will take uh Justin Dolman. I'll take Edmund Sumner.
I will take. So I have two, right? Yep. So, um, one second. I'm gonna look something up real quick. I think I'm gonna take. Yeah, I'm gonna take Derek Brown. Damn it. Seriously? Give me JP. Oh, shit. I'll take... Ooh. Um... I'll take Stanley Burrell. draw some oohs and some ahs, but I'm going to take Najee. Alright. Wasn't even on my draft board. No. Think about all the great things he can do for you if he's not your focal point on offense. It's fair. Yeah, no, it makes sense. We just never saw him in that role. So. Right. If he, was on a, if he was on a team that had guys around him... It's very fair. I agree. I mean, he would be, he would have been a stud. He still was a stud. He just had the ball in his hands way too much. Possible um, GM of the year. All right, so give me Najee, and I will take. Um, I'm going to take Lionel Chalmers. Ooh. I will take Matt Stainbrook.
So I have two. Got the five and six man. Um, take uh, Jason Love to round out my starting five. And then my six man off the bench will be Desmond Wells. I'll take Drew Lavender. Alright, and I will take um I'll take Justin Cage. Give Cage and Thoman. Yeah. <laughs> and Chalmers. I got the 2014. <laughs> All right. Coaching order draft. Do we just snake it again and Kate and or do we just want to start? It doesn't matter to me because I pick in the middle. So. You want to go reverse? Let's no, go let's reverse. Reverse. Let's go reverse. Yep. So, Matt. So, this is Steele, Miller, Mata. And Mac. And we know who you're going to pick. I will pick Sean Miller. <laughs> I'll take Chris Mack. Uh, I'll take Mata. I literally do have the 2014. <laughs> All right, so let's look at. I'm gonna put the lineups next to each other here. All right, so Matt, you've got Love, and at your power forward you have Brown. Yep. And then you've got what JP at the three, Sato at the two. All the way at the one. I have JP and Sato switched, but you can go however okay. you want there. Okay, that's fine. Sato with the JP. And then Sox, you've got Thamebrook at the five. Trey at the four. What? Blue at the four? Yep. And then you playing at the three. Crawford? Crawford. And then you got Stanley. Stan. And who's starting for you? Sumner, Sumner or Lavender? Sumner. All right. 
So... What matchup do you want to do first? How about one versus two? Uh, uh, doesn't matter. Go with socks on, that's fine. Socks and you? Sure. Alright. We got... Really in this charge. Alright. At the center, we got Stainbrook versus Love. So I'm well, giving... like the battle of the same guy. Yeah, I'm giving the edge to Stainbrook, though. I agree. I like the passing for my wing, for my guys that are spreading the floor. Yeah, you got some guys dropping bombs around. And then we got Trey versus Derek Brown at the four. I mean, at the four, I like Derek Brown. That's super interesting because Derek Brown's last year at Xavier, he hit what? It was like 40. 30, 39% from three. Yeah. Yeah, but he only took 90 of them. I mean, it's still three a game. But I still... At four, I would take Derrick Brown, I think, against Trey Bubba. I'd take one. Trey played a lot of four. When he he played against a very athletic four in the NCAA tournament, against Gonzaga and against Florida State, guess what he did? Well, he didn't defend anybody. Offensively, he didn't do anything against Florida State. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When we were the 11 seed, he scorched them in the second half, if you remember. Well, we were up by 20 at halftime, so who cares what happened in the second half? Or maybe it was the first half. I don't remember. Oh, you said second. Well, I don't remember. I just remember he scorched them. I know, but I'm just saying. I think that's a very close. I think that's a closer matchup than it indicates based on name. Is all I'm saying. I agree, and I mean, like, the team, the was it the 2010 team, if if Brown comes back? Like, that team... It was, Ma- it was Mac's first year, which would have been 0-9. 9. Like, that team... Yeah. If, uh, that team, that's a national championship-level team if Derrick Brown is back. In my opinion. I don't... They lose, they lose to Kansas State in double overtime, and they win that game with Derrick Brown. And then they play Butler to go to the Final Four... Right. No, that's a huge what if. Alright, what else? Then we got Crawford versus Sato. That's a really good matchup. I mean, Crawford is so talented, but Sato is just like, I like Sato in that. So good defensively. Sorry, I don't know why. Like sometimes it does, it enforces that, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I guess we just need to give a shout out to our sponsors so we can pay the twelve bucks a month yeah. for. <laughs> All right, why don't we decide on Sato versus? Uh... I feel like we went with Sato. Uh, I I missed it. So. All right. Yeah, it's fun. And then we got. Stan the man versus JP. So that's just the offensive defensive battle, right? I mean, who 
who's going to win? I mean, JP doesn't play defense. Stanley does. JP can score. Stanley couldn't his last three years. So. Yeah, I, I'm probably... I'm taking JP in this one. Socks, fight for your, fight for your guy. I mean, I love JP, uh, but without having the stats right in front of me, like I know how good Burrell was defensively his senior year, um, but I feel like he was a, he was a pretty good offensive player. I knew he was great his freshman year, um, but overall, I feel like he was a pretty good offensive player. So it sounds like we don't have a decision there. Yeah, I mean, this one's tough, but I mean, I think from an offensive standpoint, I think it's a no-brainer that it's GAP, but defensively is where it gets... I'll get, let's give the edge to JP. I mean, defensively, it's a no-brainer. It's some, or it's Stan. But if you give the, if you if you said that JP was at the top of the one three one, he was so good there, and he was. Yeah. My coach, my coach Sean Miller, he loves the one through one. So <laughs> it's all coming together. I don't think JP's playing on Sean Miller's teams, is he? <laughs> I don't know. All right, point guard. You got Sumner versus two. I mean, you got, this is, yeah, you got to go two here. I think this is more interesting than this is just a pure battle, but. I mean, I think resume resume speaks for itself. It does, but I mean, I I'm, I'm, I got a six five point guard that's way more athletic, and then wins a one on one game though. Honestly, who do you think like realistically wins a one on one? I honestly don't know that because I don't know that two can stay in front of Ed all day. Two's and just gonna prime. grind him down. Yeah, I mean, in his prime, Holloway was a. I mean, without a doubt, resume is two. Like, without a doubt. NBA career. We're not talking one, NBA, though. One of them 6'5", one of them 5'. Socks yeah. is always about this developmental plane. It's like, no, we're talking <laughs> about the here and now. That's, that's, my, that's my favorite team. My favorite team is always next year's team. That explains... If you could pick, who would you rather have as your starting point guard? Two. Number one pick. You, you have to choose one of these two guys. Who are you picking? I mean, I would have taken two before Sumner if I had the um, opportunity. The question is, if you're starting a team, you need a point guard. These are the only two guys available. You know what their record is. Who are you picking? I'll take two. There you have it. It's, it's not even close, though, is it? Like, you don't even have to think about it. So, who are we saying wins this matchup? Do you have to think about it? I mean... Because if you do, you're wrong. <laughs> Brian, do you have to think about it? No, it's not. No. It's Holloway. Yeah, I agree. 
So, and then we got Lavender and Wells coming off the bench. So I'm just looking at Sox team, and I'm thinking they're they are going to be really hard to stop on defense because they've got three, they've got two great shooters, two guys that are going to be damn near impossible to stay in front of in Crawford and Sumner, and then they've got probably the craftiest center in Stainbrook. But then I look at Matt's team, and you've got two really tough guys on the post, good defenders. Sato is maybe he's definitely one of the best defenders on this board. And then you've got two of the grittiest players of all time in Holloway and JP. So I really am not sure which way this one's going. I want to take Matt's team, but I feel like Sox's offense might just be too much. Although Matt does have Miller as his coach, so we know defense is going to take priority, but Sox has Mac as his coach, so they don't care about defense. All they want to do is score 150 points. And we'll play zone. We are willing yeah, to play zone. That's true. that's true. I got JP. He's a liability on man. But <laughs> I'd, take, I'd take Holloway, Sato, Brown, Love, and D. Wells to guard pretty much any five. I think. Yeah. Matt's team is very good defensively. Matt's, like, the the funny part is is that the way that this whole thing, like, Matt has a team that obviously can score and he has a coach that wants to stop and he's got a lot of good defenders and I have a team that can score and has a bunch of shooters and drivers and uh, I have a coach that wants to play that way. So I think it's actually an interesting battle of of strength versus strength, like. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I mean that's tough. Um, I don't know. I'm just disappointed that, in all honesty, with my last pick, I wanted to take D. Davis, but <laughs> I had to take Drew Lavender because I couldn't like justify. Taking you Davis. Have made that pick with a straight face. Exactly, like that would have been. No one would have thought you had gone Matt level from a couple podcasts ago. <laughs> like, if you would have done that, I think I would have just said no. We're done. Turn this podcast off. <laughs> you don't want that. I just was looking for a reason. Oh my god! I mean, head to head, we gave the, a lot of edges to Matt, so. Uh, yeah, I think Matt's team wins it. Your yeah, team would be hard to stop. I like my team a lot. I did. I mean, I like all these teams, but yeah, I like I'm your team Matt's a lot too, Socks. I just, I, I think my team's better. I don't think that like Derek Brown. I don't think Trey can stick with him. But I think it's two JP and Sato. Those three, you can't stop all three of those guys. If Stanley Burrell's guarding Sato, that's. I think you're underestimating how good Romain Sato was. I honestly do. Offensively? 
Yes. That's probably fair. Just because we, it was so long ago, we don't see it or watch it. Yeah, that's probably fair. He was, he was unbelievable. And also, you've got two guys that can make plays with the ball to get him in his spot in JP and Holloway. And Derek Brown can drive. And then D. Wells is there for the alley oops. So we're good. We true. Brown's there for this, which is Sean Miller's favorite play. SF Terps. <laughs> Can't say D. Wells. Oh, we can on this podcast. All right, so are we on my team versus Brian's team for the national title? Why does Brian's team get a fucking bye? Get a bye? <laughs> or no, we got Brian's team versus Sox's team. Then, all right, yeah, best two out of three somehow. <laughs> all right, so we got at center. We have West versus Stainbrook. And then yeah, so I think we know who wins that. And then at <laughs> the next forward spot, we have Dolman versus Blewett. That's a tough one. I mean, I'll take the second leading scorer in Xavier history. I think Trey wins that matchup about seventy-eight percent of the time, but Dolman's six ten, and he can get out and extend a little bit. So I think that helps. I also think on my team, we're not going to rely on Dolman that much on offense. Yeah, and Blewett can't guard Dolman to save a lick, so it doesn't really matter. But The teams, the, the well, Chase's team is basically the 2014. But, like, that's your guys' like... That's when I was a huge... Well, I was a... I was a Xavier basketball fan. I watched them in the tournament big time. I didn't attend a lot of games. Like, so you guys know that era of player way more than I do. And I mean, I, I absolutely love like Cage and Dolman and Josh Duncan and Lavender. I mean, like, but you guys know those teams way better. So I think I, the thing about Dolman, we're not going to rely on him offensively, but. He can spot up. He can knock down a three, and he could penetrate the lane. Like he can, he makes the right play. I would take, I would take Blue, and I just think Dolman fits on my team better than Blue. Well, and and you're gonna need a guy that makes the right play every time because you have Najee Marshall on your team. So we'll get to that. <laughs> if you can sign me up there to like watch a basketball team, that 2004 run. That team was so fun to watch. Yeah, they were. Well, All right. Next, so what's next? Uh, then we've got Najee versus Crawford. Crawford. Agree. Then we have... Close, but... Najee would be... A, the To be completely fair, Najee would defensively give Crawford problems, but... I was going to say, I think my team matches up pretty well defensively against Sox's team. Once again, my team is facing a defensive. <laughs> uh, but we'll go Crawford. And then we've got Chalmers versus Burrell. Chalmers. Yeah. And then we've got Samaje versus Sumner. This is actually really interesting. 
I think, because so they're both lightning I, quick. Yeah, Chase, go ahead. I was going to say, my opinion is Samaje's better. That because that, I mean, that's why I drafted him as opposed to Sumner. But I just think Sumner was quick. Sumner's very quick, but Samaje, I don't think I've ever seen another guard like him at Xavier. There was nobody that could stay in front of him. Literally nobody could stay in front of him. The only problem that Samaje had, one, he couldn't shoot outside of 15 feet, but also he was so right-handed dominant that sometimes he got shaded so hard right that it was hard for him, but he still got to the rim. So, while I, I really like Sumner, I just I just think Samaje is a better player. Sumner is a better shooter. And he wasn't a good shooter. He was a, but he was a better shooter. Um, Sumner was not as quick, and Sumner was not as uh, cut as like Samaj was big, and Samaj finished in traffic. Sumner, Sumner finished when he got himself alone enough to finish. But didn't always finish in traffic. Um, so. I, you said. And that's why you said. like You took him before Sumner. I was. I would have taken Sumner before Smosh. So. I think Sumner is interesting. Just because. Like time period. The thing more than anything. Um, you know. You. I think he would have been really, really freaking good on, like, the best Sean Miller teams. And I think he would have been really good on the best Chris Mack teams. But I think the team that he was on was just, like, there was this kind of transition between the A-10 and the Big East. It just didn't really work out. Both those teams, they didn't make the tournament. You mean Yes, Samaje, sorry. Like, they... Like, Samaje's two years, it was playing game, no tournament. Or, might not have been that order, but it was... They played in one tournament game, so... And one of those years, like, was Isaiah Fillmore the second best player on the team? Right, and I think that's the thing. If Samaje was there during Chris Mack's best years, as opposed to, say, D. Davis... Like, for example, I, yeah, like, like just for example, you know, I I love D Davis, but you swap those two out, I mean that team is all of a sudden top fifteen just because they have a a guy. Um, I think you know, not has nothing to do with this argument, but I think that potentially. If Samaj stays three or four years at X, he could become a, a like backup in the NBA. Like, yeah, I think it's just kind of the timing thing, right? I mean, he came in right last year of the A10, first year of the Big East, so it's like, all right, what am I gonna do? This team's not any good because they weren't those two years. Or was it the first two years of the Big East? 
whatever it was. It was their last year in the A10, and then their first year in the Big East. So it was Max third year? Um, Because they went to the Sweet 16. Didn't make it. I don't know what it was, but it was it was in the transition. So I mean, I, that's a tough time period for a guy who is as talented as Samaje is, because he's being recruited. He's being played with guys that are recruited a level below what he should be playing at. Right. Does Samaje lose points in? And Edmund Sumner spent. Same amount of years on campus. Uh, does Samaje lose points? I feel like he's not as much of a... And I'm not saying in this argument, but with the faithful, for not being... I don't feel like you see him at games. I don't feel like you see him tweeting stuff about X. Like, maybe I'm missing it. But, like, a lot of guys, like, like Ed comes back. Um, okay. All I'm going to say is this. Now, I know he was on crappy teams, so he had to score a lot. But he scored 1,036 points in two years, his freshman and sophomore years. If if he did stick around for four years, he's certainly a 2,000-point scorer. Is he the number two or number three scorer in school history? I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. What does he do now? Does he still play? Um, Asia? Let's see. If I can get my phone to work. He plays, but I'm not sure where. Fosby Basconia. Yep, Greek. Played against like Rick last year. So, so, did we make a call here? Or are we just saying it's close? <laughs> Is it a push? Run them down one more time. Run them down for me. Alright. Well, okay. So, here, here's my five. Is West, Dolman, Marshall, Chalmers, Kristen, and Cage. Sox has got Stainbrook, Blewett, Crawford, Burrell, Sumner, and Lavender. I mean, so here's what here's I'm gonna go to bat for my team here. Here's what I'm gonna say about my team. Sox has got two incredible scores in Blewett and Crawford. It just so happens that I have two incredible defenders in Najee and Cage, and I also have uh, I would argue four other very good defenders in West Dolman. Chalmers and Samaje. And offensively, I don't think his bigs can match my bigs. And honestly, since I've got a good coach and not a rookie coach, I'm gonna I'm gonna also make Najee get down in the paint. He's not gonna be playing on the perimeter, and we're just gonna bully ball the shit out of Jordan Crawford. And then I don't think people can stay in front of Samaje. And even if they can, then maybe I'm just going to run some ball screen action with Samaje and Chalmers 
and Dolman and get those guys going on the perimeter, or I'm just going to force feed it to West and let him dominate. So I, I don't know. I really don't see how Sox wins this game. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my coach a rookie, first of all? Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying Najee's coach with Steele was a rookie the last, you know, the last huh. couple of years when Najee's been out of control. Gotcha. Um, I mean, my team's going to score. Like, and I know he thinks he has a bunch of good defenders. I have one good defender. Um, and so we'll put... But that good defender doesn't play forward. No, I mean, we're not going to stop David West. But we're going to trade your twos for threes. We're going to play Golden State. We're going to play modern basketball. We're going to shoot... Threes, and we're going to trade twos for threes. I mean, you say that, but I'm my my team is fluid enough that we can play inside out. Not if you're just going to dominate the ball with David West. Like, you just told no, me. On, to... on defense. On defense. We're not like a bunch of Matt Sandbrooks running around here on defense. I don't need. I mean, Crawford, <laughs> Trey need very little room to get a shot up. And... Between Lavender and uh, Ed, we're gonna have we're gonna be able to create creases and to get the ball into the best passing big man that was available. Who is also a crafty scorer? I gotta be honest. I think this is a route. In favor of Brian Chase. <laughs> like, I, I think it's a route. I'm getting homered by your guys' era. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't even think it's like debate. I think Chase's team is like eight and a half point favorite. I mean, I don't see it. I like it, Matt. Keep it coming. They got David freaking West, man. I agree, but I'm I'm trading twos for threes. Like, yeah, your team lost. All right, so I just don't I don't think it's I don't think it's close. So we agree that Sox's team has now lost in pool play. Yeah, Sox's team is out, and now he gets to be the arbitrator of who yeah. wins the title. Yeah, here we go. Between the fighting chases and the fighting Besslers. Alright. So, alright. So, the first matchup is David West versus Jason Love. Second matchup... We don't really talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second matchup is Justin Dolman and Derek Brown. Okay. I think that's Derek Brown. <laughs> I thought Sox was about to say something. No. I think that's Derek Brown. Okay. Then we've got Najee versus Sato. Then we've got, I, I mean, I think on an individual level, that's Sato. Then we've got Chalmers versus JP. Samaje versus Two. And Cage and Wells coming off the bench. 
This is a good matchup. I would love to see. I would love to see this matchup. Sean Miller versus Thad Mata. Yeah, I think you've got the advantage there. That part's interesting. Well, I, I, I mean, honestly, like, I, like Thad Mata played in national championship game. Like, Thad Mata's been under. Yeah. He's been downplayed in this in the the coaching part of this. Like, um, and that's the hard part about Xavier when it comes to coaches because. Right now, you had Thad Mata at a great program that he took to, to not New Heights because of their time in the 60s or 70s or whatever, but it was New Heights for them at the time that he took over. Sean Miller's at a top 10 program that arguably he's backslid a little bit, and Chris Max at Louisville. So, all good choices. Um, I feel like Chase's team dominates with David West. Uh, I think Derek Brown has the overall advantage over Justin Dolman. The uh, I think that's closer than than you think, though. I don't think it's an easy yet. Derek Brown definitely. I think that's a good matchup. I don't. I'm biased though. I mean, I don't know that. Uh, it, it could be a good matchup, but I mean, like athletically, Derek Brown is one of the most athletic players to play at Xavier. If he's shooting forty percent from three. And can I know that Dolman's a glue guy and does more than Dolman does a lot. Um, Dolman's but, a point forward essentially. That's fair. Uh, and then who is at the threes? Uh, Naji and Sato. Yeah, Naji and Sato. I feel like that's a push. Um, maybe Sato gets the edge because I they're both they're both long. They're both good defensively. Uh, you can trust the ball in Sato's hands. I don't know that you can trust the ball in Najee's hands. Like that's the one matchup out of this. That is, and you know, Chase obviously might disagree, but I don't think that's anywhere close to a push in terms of matchup. I think I think Sato just absolutely destroys Najee if it's a prime on prime scenario. But I think I probably I think probably what I do in this situation is in the first five minutes of the game if Najee can't handle him, I'm gonna sub Justin Cage in and put Justin Cage on <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, and Cage on Sato is much better magic. I agree. I see like the thing that I question there though is like Najee Marshall played for Xavier. I, where I don't trust Najee Marshall is on offense, not on defense. I don't but I'd say Najee, Najee, I think prefers to play against guards like smaller guards. That's fair. And and Sato is Sato is big. And Sato, Sato, Sato wants to, he'll he'll stand around and shoot threes, but Sato also will crash the glass hard, and Najee doesn't want to deal with that. Najee also played against a higher Sato's level big, of competition than Sato. Um, yeah. At the two, who do we have? I mean, Sato did it against a plenty high level, though. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just. Let's like, put it this way: If I could pick one player, I'm taking Sato over Naji. I think Naji is a really good defender, and I maybe, yeah, probably in this matchup, like I said, I'm gonna start Naji and see what he does. But I have a backup that can guard Sato if need be. Yeah. Because I feel good about putting Justin Cage on Sato. 
I gave a, I gave a slight edge to Sato. Uh, who is the two? Chalmers and JP. That's Chalmers, right? I don't know. I really See, like I JP. Mean, it's just it's hard without. I mean, it just depends on what you're looking at, right? I mean. You're looking at Chalmers' last six games. I mean, he was unbelievable. Right. I love JP. I mean, like. Okay. I. I mean, like, I don't know that's that one. That's a tough one. Um, and then the one. The one is Holloway and Samaje. It's Holloway. Yeah, it's Holloway. But I think I was closer too, though, just because again, I think it's yeah. I mean, I would pick Holloway over Samaje, but I think Samaje once again, just like I don't think there's anybody else that can get in the lane like Samaje yeah. could. Yeah. Like of all the players at Xavier, I don't think there's anybody that had that talent to the level that. He and I don't think it's even close. I like how my team gets killed by both your guys' teams, but then your teams are actually really close. Oh well, yeah, Fox. You, you what do you say? Teams. What? You got to pick, pick better teams. I mean, my team's good. Well, average at best. Just like your quarterbacks. Fox. All right, let me put it to you this way. So I went through this earlier today, like I was saying, and I I tried to, like, order guys in kind of, like, where I would pick them. So in the top 13 guys, all right, Matt and I have 10 of them, and you have three of them. And And then you've got three guys that I had slated between uh, 15 and 22. So, I think Matt and I are on the same wavelength. You're just wrong. I think that you two are biased to your era. But our era was based on what you're saying. Our era, based on the criteria that we put together, was when we were... 15 years old versus what has happened since we actually understand what basketball is about. I don't know. I mean, no, that's exactly what it is, is we started this in 2002 and I feel like we've had 20 years and we've gone back and chosen a lot of players from early 2000s, but Xavier had a lot of really good players in early 2000s. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of crazy, like, looking through the roster from, like, the late 90s through, um, you know, really the end of the 8-10 years. Like, they had, I mean, it was just, like, every year they had, like, an impact player coming in. And, and it feels like since they've gotten to the Big East, they had, you know, the one big year recruiting-wise where you got Blewett and JP and Sumner. And then, other than that, 
I'm not going to sit here and say that the players that they've had have been bad players. Like, I think Tyreek Jones developed into a good player. I think, obviously, Najee Marshall and Paul Scruggs are good players. But, like, nobody, 20 years from now, nobody's going to be talking about Najee Marshall and Paul Scruggs like they are Romain Sato. Right. Or Holloway. Like, now maybe somebody will be talking about Zach Freeman all that way. At least well, Sox I think that... I think that I mean, it's I mean it, it doesn't matter. It's moot. Uh, Wait, you got to pick a winner though here. Um, I think I was favoring Matt team. Matt's team. Where did I have? Okay. I had your I had your edge at West. And yeah, he didn't have many edges other than West. But West isn't an edge. West is a fucking cliff. Well, that's an edge. I mean, that's a definition of an edge, actually. Two Holloway had a pretty big advantage too. See, I I don't know. I'd like to see this matchup. I'm taking the team I drafted, but I guess Matt wins. I mean, again, this is all this is all completely. I I, I think my team has a shot. Uh, nah, your team's your team. Yeah, your team stinks. You, you thought about drafting D Davis? <laughs> no, you're, you're done. no, I wanted to create a reason to draft D Davis, and I didn't. But uh, my team's gonna score. Your uh, team is gonna score. I'll give you that. I just don't think. Your team can hang. Like you're gonna get killed on the boards, absolutely murdered on the boards. They're all going through but, the net. Like it, like you, again, like you're missing the point of my team. Like we don't need rebounds. They're you're taking the ball out of bounds after we shoot. Okay. All right, gentlemen. I gotta go. I got a six a.m. meeting. So. Oh wow. What? All right, well. <laughs> I gotta go to bed. Who schedules a six a.m. meeting? I gotta get blood drawn and a urine test at 6 a.m. Make sure I'm oh. on drugs. Yeah. Good luck. Life insurance. You get a COVID test too? No, nah, you'll learn all about it once you have a child. You know, life insurance and all that fun stuff. I've yeah, had life insurance fun. for years. Are they at least coming to your house though? Uh, well, they're not, but it's right by the UDF in Pleasant Ridge, so it's a 30. <laughs> second drive or a five minute walk so it's not a big deal everyone's but, interested in this all right well uh well i mean it's a, or Chase asked, um, it's i know it's honest it's honest i mean so uh, are we gonna get at 6 a.m so uh, are we gonna get the sign off or not i mean until next time yeah matt you want to end the fucking podcast. turn off the podcast